This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! What is going on, people? Welcome to the last episode of Film on Tap for 2023. That's right, another year has come and gone. It's crazy. But we've got a fun show for you today. We've got a jam-packed show, which I think is fitting for an end-of-the-year episode. So we're going to be talking about some trailers, and we're also going to be giving you our top five of 2023. So very exciting stuff. So without wasting any time, Nancy and Andres, they're here as always. You know them. They're great. They're well, they're okay. Um, yeah. Lies. <laughs> giving us way too much credit. <laughs> they're fine. Yeah. Um, I'll, be, I'll be better after I finish this drink right here. Well, uh-huh. What is in there? Oh, what are you drinking? Yeah, a mysterious drink. It is a vodka um, vodka with a little bit of Sprite and a little bit of guava juice and some pineapple juice as well. Oh, so Paloma. Interesting. That's mm-hmm. what okay. you're drinking. Okay. I like, and, is that a copper year. mug? Yeah, it's a copper mug. Oh, you fancy <laughs> But bitch. it's green? Okay. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I want that. All wow. right. Available and- at Walmart for $2. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, what wow. are you drinking? I have a little scotch. And Nancy, I don't know if you recognize oh. this glass, but it's, oh, what the, it's the one that you got me. Oh, oh look at did that. Did you like all the facts on the back? Yeah, I did. I, every time I pick it up, I, I read a new fact. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I know we're actually friends outside of the show. It's crazy. Yeah. I, know. I know. Where's and my have, cup, Nancy? <laughs> not your birthday, sir. Nor did you turn thirty. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, well, you turned thirty a while ago, but yeah. only five years ago. Yeah, just, just five, give well, or take. And I have my cheap Modelo. <laughs> that's a giant Modelo. I'm the least fancy here. Hey, I but you got bang for your buck. That's all that matters. Oh yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, let's let's jump into these trailers. We got a few to, few big ones to talk about. The first one um, is for a movie called If, which Nancy, yes, there's a movie called If, and it's not a typo in the text. I thought chat. it was a typo. <laughs> Everyone out there, we're going over the trailers. We're gonna go over. I thought it was just a typo, not an actual. Movie. No. I, Your boy capitalized the I, but I guess you just didn't notice that mm. attention to detail. <laughs> not in the chat here. <laughs> but anyway. If stands for imaginary friend, and this is the new movie from John Krasinski. I think it's very interesting. We're actually getting two movies about imaginary friends. One that's a horror movie from Blumhouse, and one that's like a heartwarming family comedy from John Krasinski, which also stars Ryan Reynolds. So very interesting. Um, But in this trailer, we see that Ryan Reynolds is essentially helping out these imaginary friends (laughs) <laughs> like trying to give them what like people to be with i guess the ones yeah. that are like lost that's what it, it uh it seems like um but i was really interested just to see john krasinski tackle like a non-horror movie after doing the two quiet place films which i thought he did a fantastic job with um he also directed a really underrated dramedy called the hollers i don't know if you guys have seen that but it's actually oh, yeah. it's, yeah, it's really good isn't that the movie about like all the interviews with um with uh with a psychiatrist or something because i know he directed that as well maybe i don't know it's been a maybe. minute since i've seen the hollers but i know it's like a family dramedy that's what i remember oh, oh no 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 completely yeah but but that was his directorial debut which that one was kind of like eh but you know you could sort of feel you could sort of feel the potential there but again quiet place completely blew my expectations away and i think he's proven himself now yeah and um, you know, I'll, I'll kick things off here with this. I think this looks way better than I thought it was going to. <laughs> yeah. Like when I heard the, like the log line for this movie, I was like, all right, interesting, but I'm loving, 
like what I'm seeing in this. I think the visual effects look fantastic. Like the way they've that done the animated, you know, the uh, imaginary friends, I think looks incredible. It looks really funny and sweet and heartwarming. Ryan Reynolds looks like he's perfectly cast here. This is, you know, a perfect Ryan Reynolds role where he can just be Ryan Reynolds and basically just, you know, do his thing. Um, but I'm, I think it, this could be a great time. Like I, this went from being like, eh, maybe I'll see it. You know, John Krasinski, I'm interested to, yeah, absolutely must see. I don't know how you guys feel. Andres? Oh, I absolutely feel the same way. I mean, like, it's one of those things where, you know, you sort of feel like, wait a minute, didn't we also just get like, you know, didn't we just get the the terrible trailer about the imaginary friends? And I'm like, is, is there is there really going to be like like a big uh, calling for all these movies? And then I watch this and I'm like, oh, no, I'm more than 100 percent on board with this one. Like this one does seem very lighthearted. It seems funny. And then the we, the thing about Ryan Reynolds is that some of these movies the logline sounds so simple, but then he manages to find some humanity in, underneath all this and the absurdity. The magic of Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I mean, like, like even stuff like, um, freaking, uh, what was it? The uh, the Adam Project. Oh, yeah, I ended up liking that movie a lot more than I thought I was going to. He yeah. was great yeah. in that. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, even looking at some of the Deadpool movies where it's like, oh, Deadpool 2 is a, is a family movie and then Deadpool 1 is just basically a romance. Like, it's like, he, he finds really um unique ends for some of his stories and i can't wait to see this so yeah this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun for me nancy are you on the same train yeah it looks great and i, <laughs> I every time <laughs> every you just time. don't take me I think, purely is what just it like, is. i just i feel like I, every I, I, time I, you like start and like you're being positive it just like the way you say it sounds like someone like off camera is like be excited <laughs> be excited but, but, uh, but honestly like this is like the first time i've watched a trailer and i'm like Eh, like you know what I mean. Like every yeah. single trailer, I'm like, eh, whatever. It's gonna be fine. Except Furiosa, that that shit looked banging right from the start. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, Anyways. Nancy, go on. Anyways, just the stronger. I'm surprised we haven't gotten more John Krasinski and Ryan Reynolds mashups. I feel like that yeah, they're, they're a perfect, perfect fit, mm -hmm. and I love uh, both the Quiet Place movies. And so I think. Him doing this is a perfect fit for the movie that it's, um, you know, th that they're shooting for. And it definitely reminds me of uh, Drop Dead Fred and yeah. for us older folks, uh, the Disney Channel original movie, Don't Look Under Don't the Bed. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I used to love that movie and it kind of has a similar plot to it. So all of these movies where it's like you have an imaginary friend and they kind of get lost as you grow up and get older um for whatever reason that always like pulls out my heartstrings and there it's even though it's done before it's still good every time i see it so i'm i'm looking forward to it looks good did you guys have imaginary friends growing up no wow, i was too really smart to for that, that. <laughs> i was, I was too, too smart you, for that i was too know? smart for that you could have just said no <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if the imaginary friend counts as oh um i imagine superman or i imagine batman or spider-man with me maybe yeah but i but i don't know if that really well, falls that into the yeah that yeah i didn't have an imaginary friend i guess we're three strange folks who never had yeah <laughs> never had. i don't know that, i definitely that's why had a big like imagination yeah, i was constantly sure. like daydreaming and like you know i will say i had play, a very but... strange imagination or like creativity when i was growing up like you know hot wheels cars like the small ones that like you know you buy a toys r us and you'd like you know fake race them or whatever it, instead of doing what a normal kid would do with that i decided mm. to take 
as many of them as I could and form a traffic jam in my basement. (laughs) As if I was trying to like emulate like being in traffic. So like my mom would come down and she'd see like all these cars back to back and she'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm creating a a traffic jam. Don't you see? And she's like, what? (laughs) She's like, they're Hot Wheels cars. Race them. Throw them off the fucking wheel. (laughs) Like, what are you you doing? No, they're stuck in traffic. I was like, I'm going to do what I want to do right now. It's bumper to bumper. It's rush hour. And you need to respect that. See, that's a lot safer than what I used to do with my freaking yeah. Hot Wheels. What I used to do is I used to put the Hot Wheels on my mom's um, on my mom's treadmill just to like simulate like oh, the high speeds and all oh, that. Other just shit. to see them like fly off. Oh no, see, yeah, that's cool. exactly. That's cool. Didn't, did you like break the wall? Jesus. No, <laughs> no, it was fine. <laughs> wow, uh, I, bro- yeah. I broke one of the cars. That's for sure. Yeah. I feel like you guys were more normal than I was. I was a very odd child, but also no, I was a freak. <laughs> I so my parents were con- like big movie family, so we're always watching movies. But my, you know, your parents always have those movies where they watch on their own and they rent a movie, and then you're supposed to be like playing in the other room or whatever, not paying attention. So I remember in kindergarten they were watching some movie. It was like these people got like trapped in the rainforest and they had to like hunt for their food and like eat bugs to survive. So then me, when I went to school, we used to have these big wooden blocks to like build. And my friend Uh was like, let's pretend house. I was like, no, we're going to be stuck in the rainforest and we have to survive by like hunting for our food. And like, we may even have to eat bugs. And then the girl went and told my teacher and the teacher was like, what the fuck is (laughs) So so we feel Nancy's imagination is going to more realistic and survival expectations. So what is going on? I watched too many movies as a kid. Every like movie I saw, it was just like so cool. I was like, okay, I'm gonna like pretend play this movie. <laughs> Movies done fucked me up as a kid. All right, good oh. to know we're all fucked up. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to being Yay. fucked up. Yeah, there we go. Trauma. Imagination. <laughs> Imagination, trauma. You know, <laughs> like who's to say? Um, but anyway, speaking of imagination, we've got like a animated movie, an animated sequel rather coming out. That wasn't the best segue. Nah, that was, that, no. eh, that was that was yeah, mediocre. Just keep it going. Yeah, keep I'm just going. gonna I'm just gonna keep this train going. I could do better. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so we we got Kung Fu Panda Four shockingly happening. That's uh, that's hitting theaters this spring. Uh, we've got the return of Poe once again, voiced by Jack Black, and this time he's versing a villain called the Chameleon which apparently can take the form of anyone, including his past villains. So we got our first trailer for this movie. Look, I will give the preface. I am a huge Kung Fu Panda guy. (laughs) I love Kung Fu Panda. I was shocked how good the first movie was, and then I really enjoyed the sequels. So I was always wondering if they were going to make a fourth one, even though the third one was like a nice conclusion, if it was going to be a conclusion. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious to see what you guys think. I mean, have you guys seen the other movies, or are you just going into this one fresh? I've only seen the first one i don't think i saw the second one i can't remember if i did it's been so long i can't even remember um but i will say this movie looked cute i i was actually excited to watch this which Mm -hmm. i think is a good testament to a trailer when you haven't seen all the movies and you come up with a sequel and you bring someone in that hasn't seen all of them it's just like okay this looks cool i could go see it and i like that they are kind of bringing back the villains in a sense of almost like taking all their powers. It, it seems that they're going to go through each one and then the new villain's going to take their powers or something like that. But even just the cute little line where the kid's like, violence makes my tummy tingle. <laughs> like the little <laughs> evil animals. So yeah, no, it looks good. 
All right. Andres, how about you? I love the first Kung Fu Panda movie. That to me is sort of the epitome of like a big surprise because all those trailers, all those trailers leading into that first one were just like, oh, it just looks like it's going to be another forgettable DreamWorks movie. Mm-hmm. And then when you really get into it, it's such a fun little movie and such a really, really positive story about like, you know, just owning what you are and celebrating yourself no matter what you do. And I just thought it was such a big surprise. And I, like, I left that movie with a huge smile on my face, um, l- less so for the sequels, but I still thought the sequels were still pretty, pretty fun. Now I will say this trailer looks like the Spider-Man no way home of the yeah. Kung Fu Panda movies. They're like, let's just bring them all in multiverse saga. No, we're not doing multiverses. We're just doing every single character that you love from the originals back in on this one, but it's all played by the same person. So you know, that, that's sort of them finagling their way to get everyone that we loved back. But, God, I'm, I'm still looking forward to it. And after after what um, DreamWorks was able to do with uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, which, again, that first Puss, Puss in Boots movie, I did not give two shits about afterwards. I was like, okay, I'm done. And then that sequel came out, and I'm like, this is not only, like, one of the best animated movies to come out all year, but it's just one of my favorite movies oh, entirely. So yeah. <laughs> like it, I thought it was great for last year and knowing that this is sort of the same studio. I'm 100% on board for this. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like the first Kung Fu Panda, I was just shocked how creative a movie it was. Like, especially like taking cues from like classic martial arts movies and different like anime styles. Almost like it just looks so cool. And it was so fun. And Jack Black is just always giving his all when he's voicing any sort of animated character. And it was just it was such a fun, lighthearted, breezy movie that was just like shockingly good. And the fact that this movie is like bringing back some of his villains who like I know at least we have Ian McShane back as Tai Long, which is awesome. But I hear they're actually going to bring back the other ones, too. And of course, you got the Furious Five um, coming back as well, because some people were curious since they weren't in the trailer at all. But it was confirmed they're coming back. So I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. But. It's Kung Fu Panda, baby. I'm I'm in. I love Kung Fu Panda. I just I I feel like it's such an underrated animated franchise that definitely doesn't get enough love. So I'm all for another one. So I am in. And now we have to really shift gears to like a vastly different. Maybe <laughs> yeah, we should have done Kung Fu Panda first. Uh, you know, we, yeah. went, we, we went like nice and lighthearted. Now we're going like dark and dreary. And that is the new trailer for the new Alex Garland film, Civil War which shows us an America that is divided yet again. And it's almost like a post-apocalyptic feeling kind of film where, you know, (laughs) where the United States is just at war with itself. Uh, And this is the guy who, you know, did Ex Machina, Annihilation, Men. You know, um, he's, you know, very prolific in in the sci-fi genre. And I was definitely interested to see what we had going here. And I'm intrigued. I'm not entirely sold. I like this is one where I really need to see word of mouth for this one before I really get excited about it. But I mean, it's an interesting concept. I just don't know how it's going to be executed. And I also hear this thing has a monstrous running time. So that's not helping things. Yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> I'll go. I was going to start, but I just wanted the awkward silence. Yeah, same. Oh, I yeah. enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Well, end of awkward silence. Uh, I am. I used to be such a huge fan of Alex Garland's previous work. I love 28 Days Later. I, Sunshine is one of my top Sunshine's 10. great. Yeah. I love that movie entirely, and they're all written by Garland. Dread is also one of the most underrated action movies to come out in the past so like good. 10 or 15 years. So good. But 
Annihilation, uh, Annihilation kind of started was was a little shaky for me, oh, and I then Annihilation. And, and, and then going on to <laughs> and then going on the men as well too. I thought that was so thematically confused. I didn't see that one. I heard mixed things. Yeah, but you know, hopefully this movie is more ex machina than it is those last two movies. But to me, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a monstrous running time, like a three hour movie. Sorry, Alex Garland, sit the fuck down, trim your movie down. Man. I heard it was 190 minutes. No, yeah, Ugh. I don't That's want it. That's what I'm hearing. What do I, I remember I saw the first comment underneath like that story and the first one was like people need to let editors do their jobs. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah, I agree. We don't need all these three hour fucking movies. Yeah. And especially right now where the movie theater industry is kind of just in a I mean, just the movie business entirely is just kind of in sort of just a weird place post strikes where it's like, you know, you really benefit from just having a movie be as as lean as you possibly can. But not have it be so freaking long. Like, I mean, again, Martin Scorsese's says he's uh, killers of the flower room. Oh while it's still a good movie. Three God, half hours, dude. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's no wonder why I bombed. I mean, I enjoyed it, but anyway, this looks like it could be interesting, but let's wait and see. I mean, Probably, probably one of my favorite comments of this movie so far is literally there's the shot of uh, Jesse Plebin's um, dude holding always the showing up, always being an <laughs> always being an MVP. Like he yeah. steals anything he fuck, like I, I, he showed up. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm interested. Yeah, he's so good. He's so good, and he's there with his wife too, Chris Dunn. So it's like I love oh, that they're doing yeah. all these movies together. It's cute. I know yeah. this is like uh, their third movie, maybe. I think. So. Something like oh that. no no second movie but they they, did they fargo, were in a tv right? show fargo. together yeah. yeah they did fargo together. yeah they were great in fargo yeah, yeah. But, i but, love but, that they're doing more work together oh yeah i mean because honestly that, that's just the dream to be able to work with your spouse on a movie but one, one of my favorite comments for this movie is just um there's a still shot of jesse plemons holding the gun talking to talking to the group and then he's just like well, how could this pro- possibly be profitable for America? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I yeah. let's see. I don't know. I don't Nancy, know where are this, you on this one? I, ugh, I don't know. It's one of those movies where I'm like, this just is a little too real for me in a sense. So just like, ugh. after everything that we've, you know, been through the last since the pandemic and all that shit, I'm just like, ugh, I don't know if I want to watch a movie about this. But doesn't mean it's going to be a bad movie necessarily. It's just I don't know if it's something that not really for me. I don't think. I mean, I will. I will say, seeing Nick Offerman as the president, I was like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's I'm, a good fit. I was yeah. like, okay. I will say the two things drawing me in are like, well, three: Nick Offerman and then Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst together again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll it's see. just, uh, I don't know. It's just. <laughs> I it's just like it's, I watch, it's, like like it keeps playing in front of most movies I go see now, and every time I watch it, I'm just like, oh man, this could go like either way. Like either this yeah. turns out amazing, or but like my gut's telling me it's just not going to be good. Like I don't know. It's just. I think I if know. it were like a more, I think if it's a grounded movie, I think it could be good. But it feels almost like they're leaning more towards the like um oh my god the. Why can't I think of the – what is that? Make America movie? Great? No. make no. no. The franchise where they like fucking Purge? have a day to – Thank you. Yes. Yeah. It did, I was did, like, it feel, it did feel kind of purgy. Yeah. 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 
So I feel like if they go oh, what was that missing was that like alarm. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I feel like if they go that direction, I'm not going to like it as much. Uh, but I feel that it's a more grounded movie than they could have a good movie in there. Yeah. All right. Guys, I know we're all kind of meh about that one. It feels too real right now. Yeah. I, I feel like, yeah. Like, I feel like Nancy said, I just feel like it's a little bit too relevant to like what's happening right now. And I feel like people d- don't want that. They want like an escape from that. And I feel like they don't want to just see what they're already seeing and like uncomfortable with. I I feel like one of the big things with this movie is that it feels like it's written by a British filmmaker because it feels like it's going to play well all around the world except for America. Because like everybody that I talk to that is kind of like excited about this is someone who is not is not from the U.S. originally, but just kind of like. It's like, oh, that's that's kind of interesting. It's like, uh, no, no, none of none of the people that I know that are from here actually are excited for this movie all that much. So yeah, because it still feels like a painful reality. Yeah. America, fuck yeah. Well, you know, I, 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 feel, I feel like it's, this is a perfect time to switch gears to something a little bit more fun, and that mm-hmm. is our top five of twenty twenty three. Now we've done this a variety of ways in in recent years, but I feel like the way we'll do it, we'll each give our um, five, four, five. and three. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> say a little bit about each movie if we'd like. Uh, and then we'll say our two, and then we'll say our one. This way we mm-hmm. drag it out and we make it as suspenseful as possible. And I've got so, my list in front of me now, so we do don't we mess all have up. our lists. Yeah, yeah. Let's all have our lists. Five first, Andres. Five first. Wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm saying last time he almost started with one. Wait, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait I, Andres, I, I, what was I, I, that started, episode where you and I confused like a top five? Like, no, no, we we kept yeah, we kept, I was we kept there switching our movies. We I, kept I, I, switching I, I, our movies around. We were like, yeah. oh no, that's actually number four. Oh no, that's actually. I, oh, number I think five. we were doing like the best no, no, movies no, no. of the summer or something, and yeah. we just yeah. could not keep track. Because I yeah. wasn't there. And you guys, yeah, know how to count it was so five. fucking funny. We could not keep track for our lives. <laughs> All right, but you know, let's do ladies first. So Nancy, five, four, and three, and then you can talk a little bit about each one briefly, um, just to let us know why you okay. like them so much. Awesome. This is why I like having two brothers because it's like the girl always gets attention, and I'm the middle child. So that's the Modelo for- talking. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for the attention. I appreciate. No it. problem. Okay, so my number five is probably going to make you upset. Uh-oh. But it's Oppenheimer. Okay. It's in the top okay. five. I'm okay. happy it's in your okay. top five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm not okay. upset. Okay. No, I'm just okay. glad it's there. There yeah. you go. All right. Okay. I appreciate <laughs> that. You can yeah, breathe. No. You can breathe. See, okay. see, I, I, at first, I thought you were going to say Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, that would have made me upset. I still haven't seen that one. Yikes. Fuck that movie. It's, god. oh my god. It's fine. It's not as bad as Andres makes it out to be. Oh no, it's worse. <laughs> no. It's fine. Anyways, Oppenheimer, very good, too long, which is why it makes it down at the bottom of my list. It definitely dragged for me at some points, but beautiful fucking movie. Really like the story. So that's why it's at my number five. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number four, Poor Things. Wow, I wow, okay. really love this movie. It's so unique. I, I'm not going to lie, though. When I first started watching this, I was like, this this looks too out there for me. This looks really yeah. fucking weird. I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this. I was like, Craig, what the fuck did you drag me to? Um, <laughs> especially like 
all the other like I'm not a fan of sideways. I'm not a fan like I just wasn't a fan in the first like five minutes. And then it just keeps getting better. It wasn't better a fan of sideways. That's a different director. Wait, is it wait? Yeah, it's a different director. Yeah, I was sorry, gonna say wait, it was like who, sideways. Wait, who directed sideways? Sideways Alex- is Alexander Payne, Payne, who did the holdovers. Which holdovers? That's what I was thinking. I'm sorry. But to say, I got confused. You're, you're yeah, just yeah. not a fan of the cringe humor at certain points, right? <laughs> yes. Well, like you have, because um, William Defoe was in it. You thinking about like the lighthouse? Um, like, <laughs> I, I hated that, that fucking movie. I still haven't and seen it. it. I still haven't. Seen and it gave. Oh, don't. You're fine. Don't see it. <laughs> oh no oh no you should see it <laughs> no, here we go angel and devil on my shoulder <laughs> I, I don't even think i finished it it's so bad but that's what like it was reminding me of i was like oh jesus i don't think i could get through this but then like i was saying it keeps getting better and better and the characters are so, go- so good emma stone is amazing in this even though she's like nakey for like 50 percent of this movie. yeah 50%? I, think, I think that's a little I think, high. I, no, no, I, I think like she's a, naked for like, like 70 a, fucking percent yeah, of this movie. 70 to 80 percent, yeah. Um, but no, it's great. I will say that it does um, – it runs a little long and you can feel mm. it towards the end of it. Yeah, um, I agree. But still fantastic. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my number three is Across the Spider-Verse because it's fucking Across the Spider-Verse and it's amazing and I loved it. That's all I have to say about that one. Nice. I'm the opening scene of that movie alone. I was like, "Am I about to watch a masterpiece?" <laughs> I was yeah, like, Holy it's beautiful. Shit. It's a very oh, yeah. beautiful movie. Jesus, I remember it's... like after that opening scene ended, I like let out a breath. I was like, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, "That's the first fucking like three minutes." Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it almost say... it almost kind of feels like it, it. It almost kind of feels like it kind of shoots this water a little too early in the movie. Why I know you, you guys are going to use that term. Cause he's a there man. There are other terms. <laughs> That's like your go-to term. A lot of people use that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I would say the only reason it's not a little higher is on my list is because I, I remember the big moments, but I don't remember a lot of the movie since it's been a while. And I feel like a, a top Two should be a movie that I remember like a lot of the movie and it really sticks with me. But such a fucking beautiful movie, so that's why my number three. All right. I'll go. shake things up. I'll go second here. Um before it. So at number five, I have the holdovers. I love this fucking movie so much. It's like the warm hug that I wanted all year and finally got. I love it so much. Paul Giamatti's fantastic in it. The humor and heart is perfectly balanced. It's such a perfect holiday movie. Like, it's just, it was so, I love the movies going into a year you have no idea you're going to love or even know about going into the year. Like, the holdovers just snuck up on me, had no idea it was coming out. And even when I saw the trailer, I was like, this looks, eh, looks okay. And then it was just that word of mouth getting to me. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a chance. And it's just such a great feel good movie Ugh, i love it so much i can't recommend it enough everyone who i've shown it to loves it and enjoys it too so that makes me happy so definitely watch it it's on peacock now so you have no excuse i know peacock it's sucks free. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's free. But, but but it's free so watch it, it it's fantastic it's free but it's uh, not <laughs> yeah 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 um but yeah such a such a great movie i love it so much um at number four this is a movie i just recently saw that i just it floored me i was in tears by the end like it just emotionally wrecked me it's a movie that like you know those movies that you know are so great 
but you know you'd never watch them again just because of like how harrowing of an experience it was watching it the mm -hmm. first time. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's the Iron Claw. I, yes. I, I love this movie. Oh, I forgot to give a caveat that I haven't seen Iron Claw yet. So I did, hmm. that may have broken my top five had I seen okay. it. That, I mean, I think it might have because I, I, I think it will. I genuinely think this is a fantastic and this is coming from someone who I'm not into wrestling at all. So that, oh, so that's saying it. something. I know Andres is very into wrestling. I'm not. So I went in very cold. I didn't know the story of the Von Erichs. I didn't know any of that. I didn't really know much about the wrestling world, but I felt so immersed in it. It felt so authentic. The performances are incredible. Zac Efron is phenomenal in this movie. I mean, I've always thought the guy got a bad rep as an actor because I've always thought he gives good performances and people just, yeah. you know, try to write him off as a pretty boy, but the guy can act. And I feel like mm -hmm. he's proven that multiple times, but this is like next level for him. I think he's not only what a physical transformation. I mean, Jesus Christ, the guy's massive in the fucking movie. Like, honestly, yeah. sometimes it's distracting. Cause I was like, is that real? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But it's not only that it's just, he's so emotionally compelling in this movie. He's basically like the beating heart of the movie and like there's a scene at the end of the movie i'm not going to spoil anything it's just Thank a you. general general thing don't, don't but, but but there's like i think it's like i think it's the final scene of the movie where i was literally just like devastated by his performance because it's so beautifully heartbreaking and he sells the shit out of it and he's just so good in the movie and the movie's just so powerful it's heartbreaking but it's also moving too it's just it's a really great heartbreaking story that I honestly feel like should be on way higher on most people's lists. I think it should get way more awards consideration, but it probably won't. But I just think it snuck up on me, and I think it's just genuinely a phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Um, at number three, this is a, the action movie, in my opinion, to beat this year, and that was John Wick 4. I knew, I, that. I knew it. I, I'm sorry, but as yeah. someone who loves a good action movie, this is action movie Nirvana. Like, this is everything you would want from an action movie. It's pitch perfect. The world building still remains incredible in the series. The action sequences are jaw-dropping. The cinematography is gorgeous. I mean, this is such a well-done franchise and just like a lean, mean machine at this point. And just every action sequence somehow tops the previous one. And for a movie that's almost three hours long, you barely feel that runtime because of how fast it moves and how satisfying it is. And yeah, I know like for a lot of people, it's almost blasphemy to put a movie like John Wick in your top three of the year, but it just it hit all the right notes for me. It blew me away. And it's a movie I keep revisiting because it's just so well done. And I love a great action movie. I love a movie that can just wow me. And every time I watch it, I'm just like, I don't even know how they could ever top this if they do make another movie. It's fantastic. But yeah, number three. Yeah. And to, to go on even on that, how are we with an action with an action franchise installment? How are we in the fourth installment and it might be the, be the best yeah. out of the entire yeah. series? Like It's a series that in my mind has honestly gotten better with each installment i think they, they mm -hmm. expand the world more i think the action sequences have become better and more elaborate but not like in a distracting way it just it just it feels like just like a natural evolution movie to movie and it's, it's very mission impossible in that way where i feel mm -hmm. like each installment progressively gets better or at least matches the previous one so it's just insanely impressive and keanu reeves just continues to kill it i love that man yeah all right andres your turn Fantastic. All right. Well, I'm going to have to give, have <laughs> what, are to give the the, what are you in the studio? <laughs> Fantastic, Bob. Uh, <laughs> Number just five through three, five, four, three. Yep, five, four, and three. 
Five four three. Okay, just five four three. All right. So five, I'm gonna four, say. Three. So I'm gonna say honorable mention. Uh, poor, uh, poor things, which we just came. Yeah, that back was in from my top watching. ten. That was in my top ten. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. But my number five is American Fiction. Um, I wanted to see that. I didn't get a chance. I know to. that was oh. another. That was yeah. my second caveat. Yeah, I, I feel like that movie and Godzilla minus one. I wish I saw, <gasps> but oh, Jesus, <gasps> calm down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's calm down, Jesus. Yes. Remember, no spoilers because I'd like to see it still. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. All, all <gasps> of, <laughs> yeah. No. All, How does it all, feel? <laughs> yeah. No, all, all I'll just say is that American Fiction was probably just a big surprise on my end as well. I mean, like, honestly, it's one of those movies that's so sharply written. Mm-hmm. The screenplay is so tight. It's the performances are all fantastic. Jeffrey Wright has never been better, I think. And Love this is coming man. from someone who loves Jeffrey Wright's work. And I think, I think if anything, Jeffrey Wright is in Oscar consideration for best actor for this movie, just in the way he sells the idea of this of this author who's just so over just not just without going into too many spoilers he's just so over just not being exactly what the um what the publishing companies are looking for and then he just sort of just says fuck it i'm going to do exactly what you all want me to do and then they're like oh wait a minute this was in you the entire time this is something we can actually sell and he's like are you fucking kidding me this is garbage i'm writing garbage on purpose and but also just just the supporting cast as well too namely sterling k brown in this movie is so fucking amazing it's again sterling k brown is probably in the in the running for best supporting actor just hands off from this movie as well so good and this is also a directorial debut i forget what the director's name is but god if this is a freaking directorial and a writing debut Jesus Christ. So we're going to have to um, – his name is Cord Jefferson. I got it right here. Cord Jefferson, we're going to have to keep an eye on going forward because if this is a debut, I can expect nothing big but just something amazing later on down the line from this. So American Fiction is my number five, and we're going to go ahead and go into my number four, which is Godzilla minus one. Oh, and. Wow. <laughs> and, and and I will say because we haven't seen it. Oh yeah, no. All right, I'm not I'm not going to say much about this movie, but all I will say is one of the things that all the previous American Godzilla movies have tried to do and failed miserably time and time again is get us to care about the human characters more so than we care about Godzilla. And this movie seamlessly does that right from the very beginning. And it also is a great story in terms of instead of making it a modern day, just go back to basics, make it take place in the 40s and the 50s. And that decision alone makes this movie feel like an authentic classic Godzilla movie. And there's just so many so many really great throwbacks to this movie. There's throwbacks to stuff like Jaws and you care about the human character so much and it's such a heart-wrenching story at points i'm like i'm feeling so much out of this and this is a fucking godzilla movie like how is this movie even doing that and then oh my goodness and then probably one of the big things for me too with a godzilla movie is that they fucking make godzilla scary again like they make him so terrifying at points and so just like a force of nature that 
Honestly, after watching Godzilla Minus One, I'm not even excited for Con X Godzilla because there's no way that movie is going to be as good or as sharply written as this movie. And I will lay down on that right now. Godzilla Minus One, fucking amazing movie. It Probably my biggest surprise of the entire year, if, if I'm to be completely honest, because I'm not that big of a Godzilla fan. And this movie just made me a believer. So there you go. And that's only your number four. Yeah, that's number four. Yeah. All right, that's number three. <laughs> My number three is The Holdovers. <laughs> hey, there it yeah. is. Yeah, I, I was so – I was anticipating this movie for multiple reasons. Alexander Payne, I feel, is one of the most um, underappreciated directors, especially after – I mean, I love stuff like Sideways. I love Election as well, too. I mean, even stuff like um, – um, uh, oh my goodness. Um, Charlie Wilson's war, um, which I remember it came out and it didn't make a big splash. And that I was like one that of those. Uh, good one. Yeah, it's great. And like, I know some people complained about the ending, but it's one of those movies where I learned a very valuable lesson in filmmaking, which is a good ending could come when you're not ready for it, or it, it could be good, even if you weren't expecting it. And that's how I felt about Charlie Wilson's war. But for this movie, it is, it's such a, such a, a a whirlwind of freaking amazing stuff all the way through. Uh, fantastic screenplay. It's also fantastic direction. It, it it feels the most 70s out of any movie that we've seen this year. Like, it truly felt like it transported me back to that style in the 70s. And we're not even – and I haven't even gotten to Paul Giamatti's performance, which I think this is a career best. I yeah, mean, same. hands down. I mean, I've never felt more for any one of Giamatti's characters as much as I felt for his character in The Holdovers. And then also just every single character around this just fully supports him and makes his character even better. And also for the kid as well, too, for this to be his his one of his acting debuts and he's holding his own against someone like Paul Giamatti. Fucking fantastic. So, yeah, I absolutely love this movie. Holdovers is number three of the bang for me. <laughs> Nice. All right, Nancy, hit us with that number two. Well, my number two is The Holdovers. Hey! I absolutely love this movie. You know, as I mentioned before, as soon as I saw it, I wanted to watch it again. And I actually showed it to my parents over the, um, when I went back home for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's one of the criteria I have for like a movie that I really love is if I can show it to my parents and they can mm -hmm. enjoy it as well. Because growing up, that's just like what we did all the time was like every Friday, my dad would go and take us to Blockbuster, we'd all rent movies and we watch them all together every weekend. So that's kind of one of my favorite parts of, you know, watching mm -hmm. a movie is be able to enjoy it with my family. And you mean they you don't really show them poor things, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> which funny you say that because, um, Eric and Drew were over and we were talking about Saltburn or something. I think Drew oh was my like, God. oh, we can put Saltburn on. I was like, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> we are not putting that on. I was like, my mom would murder us if we put that on. She Especially for that last. Even though I, I did love Saltburn, too. <laughs> yeah. No, I loved it, but it's like. I did, too. No way I would watch that with my parents. Dude, I'm like, so no. glad I watched that movie alone. Both of those movies. Oh, I'm so glad oh I watched it alone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, and, I, I I can't imagine watching that tub scene with my parents. Oh, that, my God. That, honestly, that scene is tame <laughs> like, compared to the other scenes in the movie. Yeah. I oh, know. That's what I'm saying. I can't imagine that. <laughs> uh, like, my mom got mad that I made her watch the menu. Like, she was furious the at me. Menu? <laughs> 
Come I know on. exactly. I know <laughs> she's she doesn't like those kind of movies. But anyways, so they really enjoyed the holdovers and being able to watch it with them and you know hearing the reactions of just like ah oh, like how can she do that and leave him there for you know over the break and you know it's it's just such a good movie and that ending watching it a second time that ending I felt got me even more this time. Uh, but it's yeah overall just a really really fantastic movie that I feel I like can watch several times all right there's your number two all right so my number two is across the spider-verse i loved 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 this movie i just straight up think it is one of the best animated movies i've ever seen and i honestly do think and i don't think it's hyperbole to say this i genuinely think it's the most beautiful animated movie i've ever watched i just Mm. i think there's so much creativity and just visual dazzle on display from like frame one all the way to the very end where like there are times where I'm like my jaws on the floor and I'm having a hard time paying attention to what characters are saying because there's so much beautiful stuff happening in the background or just way characters are animated or how backgrounds are even animated. I remember there's scenes between Gwen and her dad where the backgrounds look like these like paintings that are like slowly melting away where i was like raining yeah Yeah. where i was like jesus christ i was like the 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 creativity just in those scenes alone is amazing and literally every time i watch it i'm just more and more blown away by it and every person i show it to because this is one of those movies i love showing to people especially if they're like into spider-man and stuff like that like i showed this movie to my dad like you know you say you love watching movies with your parents and showing the movies you love i love doing the same thing so, you know, my dad was the one who kind of like ushered me into the whole movie realm and showed me some of his favorites and like we like to share things with each other. So like as soon as, you know, this movie came out, I was like, I got to show him this movie. And I remember I, I sat him down and even after the opening scene alone, he was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's just the fucking opening scene. And like by the end, he was like, that was incredible. Like that was unreal like i just i've never he's like i've never seen anything like that like that's insane um and it's just it's not only just visually beautiful because i've obviously i'm going on and on about that but i love the story i love the character work i really think they grew all of the characters especially miles and gwen i think they did a great job you know adding new layers to them especially gwen who gets a lot of screen time in this one which i really appreciated and just all the new characters the story the even the way it ends it it feels like it's a self-contained movie while also feeling like a part one which i feel like a lot of part ones have a tough time doing some people might disagree with me on that i see andre andre's uh peeking his eyebrow a little bit but i do feel like it's really enjoyable on its own and i think it's only going to be enhanced further if part two is just as good as part one or even close to part one and it's just as a spider-man fan a huge spider-man fan I loved this movie so much and like just these two movies into the Spider-Verse across the Spider-Verse as a Spider-Man fan, you know, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. So I always have high expectations going into any Spider-Man movie, but these movies have made me so happy and this movie just absolutely blew me away. So absolutely a number two. There you go. All right. I'll, I'll mention (laughs) what my number two is right now. And that is the Iron Claw. Whoa. Whoa. Wait, wait, am I correct in saying wait, Spider-Verse isn't even in your top five? Wow. Unfortunately. Um I I really, I really loved Across the Spider-Verse. Just I can't get past that ending. I can't get past that abrupt ending. Try. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. Do I agree it. with you. I agree with Fix you it. in everything. I just disagree on that ending oh god (laughs) gosh darn it (laughs) it. but again i've never seen someone do that genuinely (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, oh golly, I can't Look watch. Ah oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but but again, it might it will it will probably change like by the time part three comes head. out. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. Did you say something in the past five seconds? Because I can't. No. Say that okay. <laughs> no. But but um, Iron Claw is definitely my number two favorite movie of the year. I mean, this movie is not only hands down just one of the best movies of the year, but it's probably one of the best movies to really portray what the emotional um, consequence of getting into the business of wrestling really is. And especially when you add the fact that you have a overly, um, uh, an overly harsh uh, father who's really kind of pushing this wrestling business into the family and just seeing how it tears them apart to a certain extent and how it really just, how, it, how w- without going into too many spoilers, just what the consequences of every single one of these Remember, every single one of these brothers and what it does to them emotionally, it's just one of those movies that truly, truly um, feels like it's in love with wrestling, but also not afraid to sort of be like, listen, this is the dark side of it as well. And again, Zac Efron, uh, I know he's probably not going to get any Oscar. Absolutely. I mean, like, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, this movie does not work if Efron doesn't work as uh, Kevin Von Erich. And knowing the kind of shoes that you have to fill for that character itself and knowing the history of what it what it means to the wrestling community. It's it's a really big it's a really big ask for any for any actor less. So I mean, more or less just even asking them to portray the wrestling aspect and for you to fully buy them and not feel like, Oh, that's just acting. Let me like, Mm -hmm. honestly, the the choreography on this movie is fantastic. I mean, we're talking about um, Zac Efron, but like, you know, even the supporting players behind him as well. Um, Jeremy Allen White is fantastic in this movie as well. So good. And yeah. I mean, and, and like, even um, what's his uh, name? Uh, Holt McElhinney. Holt, Holt McElhinney. Yeah, yeah. his his performance as Fritz uh, von Erich is one of those that I think is also worthy of best supporting actor as well too, because you fully buy just how harsh he is and how much, how much that 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 j- just how much him squeezing that family to being perfect. I mean, it's it's almost Black Swan, except if it was wrestling. So there you go. <laughs> but honestly, one of the best movies of the year and is certainly, even if you're not a fan of wrestling whatsoever, this is more than worth your time. Okay. Well, I'm liking our list so far. These are pretty solid. I'm, I'm enjoying this. All right, Nancy, mm-hmm. what is your number? I actually genuinely don't know what your number one would be at this point. This is, this is, um, this is fun. Da. Okay, I'm All glad right. you don't know. Uh, my number one is Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Whoa. Ooh. Coming out I, of left field with that Yes. One. I oh God. Wow. loved this movie. I love any movie that just hits me emotionally. And I feel wow. like this movie came out of nowhere in the sense of, I did not expect it to be a movie about Rocket at all. I did not expect it to be so focused on that. I did not expect the background story. Just like it hit me so bad at the end where he loses all his friends. And it's just, I don't know. I I love this movie so much. And it was just such a good job. Uh, and especially since the first one and second one were so good, I was really worried that the third one wouldn't be as good, especially since there was – a big gap and then also all the stuff with James Gunn and all that happening 
Um, so, 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 so glad that they got James Gunn back for this because I can't imagine anyone else doing this. So for me, yeah. it was my my number one of the year. I think I enjoyed this movie the most out of all the ones that I saw. Wow. But, if, I, but, if I had to be a betting man, I would have never guessed <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Listen, Guardians of the Galaxy, I, I, I thought it was great too. It got pushed by um, by uh, poor things, actually. It was my number six. But yeah, no, just even adding to how, how, great, how great that movie is entirely. I mean, like one thing I fully appreciate from James Gunn is that everything that was set up in Avengers Endgame and Infinity War, like, you know, having – Gamora be killed off like I fully I, I love the aspect that James Gunn decided to not just throw that away as Taika Waititi basically did with Thor Love and Thunder where he's like oh the Guardians are together oh yeah they're only in for five minutes and we're, yeah. we're, we're done with them whereas like the the consequences of Gamora being gone and mm-hmm. being this new person I mean it's I mean just just I mean like even still like we're not even talking about like all the rocket scenes as well too, which is also yeah. one of my favorite shots of, uh, of two, 2023. Like when they're all together on the floor, all looking up in the sky and I'm just like, Oh, this is such perfect storytelling. But just, just the, one of my favorite moments directorially from James Gunn is that moment where Peter Quill and Gamora are saying goodbye to each other. Oh, and, that scene, yeah. and, and he's just like, listen, um, I bet we were really fun. And then he just looks at her. He just listens to her and goes like you wouldn't believe. And I'm like, Oh my God, James Gunn. How how are you making this, this, this like love story. That's not even about love between both of them. Like how are you making this work? He made the right choice in ending it like that. Cause like, Mm -hmm. you know, another director might try to like get them together again because like, you know, it's just, Oh, she's falling in love again. But no, I'm glad that they ended it like that. It was perfect. Perfect. And, and and just knowing that we have someone with that same mentality writing and directing a fucking Superman movie makes me so excited. I want to do that a cut with that and then your thoughts on Superman and <laughs> if you happen to fucking hate that movie, I'm gonna put these clips side Fantastic. by side. <laughs> One year and a half, July twenty-fifth, twenty twenty-five. See you then. All right. <laughs> All right. So my number one of the year. This one, like it was back and forth between Spider Verse and this film for a while, and Just, Sp- Spider Verse was in the top spot for a while. But then after a rewatch of this movie. It just dawned on me that I just I don't think a movie this year. Shut up, Andre. I don't, <laughs> I don't think. Shut up. Shut up. Let me let me build it up. All right. Let me do my verbal drum roll. Um, <laughs> no movie this year really blew me away like this one, just in terms of its scope, its storytelling, and just how it handled a story like this in such a blockbuster way. And that, of course, is Oppenheimer. I think Oppenheimer is just an incredible piece of filmmaking. <laughs> I think it is one of Nolan's finest works. Um, I just think the fact that he's able to tell a story of this man and about the, you know, atomic bomb and make it feel like these scenes of dialogue, making them feel like so high stakes and like a Hollywood blockbuster movie, just, you know, his storytelling, the incredible score, which is one of the best of the year, Ooh, hands yeah. down. It's it's amazing. The performances from just in this insane cast. But Killian Murphy's incredible in the film. I want him to win Best Actor. I know it's kind of up 
you know, between him and Bradley Cooper at this point, but I think he blows Cooper out of the fucking water. Um, and Emily Blunt's fantastic. Matt Damon's great. Josh Hartnett is fantastic. Just everyone <laughs> in this fucking cast, <laughs> this beyond stacked cast is so good. And Robert Downey Jr., of course, I think has secured Best Supporting Actor in my mind. I think he's absolutely phenomenal. And I think this is the movie that's going to remind people that he's not just Iron Man. The guy was an amazing actor before he took on that role. And this just shows that. And just visually, it's gorgeous. The cinematography is beautiful. I mean, just every scene in this movie just feels so pulse pounding. And just the sound design, the music, the direction, the acting, it all coalesces together in this beautiful symphony of pure magic fucking filmmaking. I loved it so much. And I remember I showed this one to my dad too. And I remember after it ended, he's like, I just think that's just one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> and and, he, and, he, and like I sure, my dad's a little bit hyper, you know, uh, hyperbolic. <laughs> so so I, the, the next thing that he said was like, "All right, guy, let's pump the brakes." Where he was literally just like, "Honestly, I put th this up there with Citizen Kane." I was like, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> I was like, "All right, I put okay. this above." <laughs> all right, well, all right, you do. That. I will say like. My parents also enjoyed it, and but my mom's like not like you go past two and a half hours, she's already oh, like but, I don't man, know that about three this. hour runtime. You just I, then, know, I, I just don't feel no. it. I just think it's a perfectly paced movie. I really do. No, because when when I I had asked them uh, if they wanted to watch it again, my mom was like, ah, oh, no, she's like that's too long. <laughs> like once it's, you hit three it, for her, she like yeah. she loses. You, but you see, I feel like her, that was right? a movie that in my mind justified the three hour length because A, I didn't really feel it. And B, I felt like if I had to try to trim a scene out of that movie, I don't know what I would pick I, because it it felt like everything yeah. was very necessary. So see, I that, that's amazing to me. And that, that's for me what, is what's difficult because it's like I definitely felt the runtime. I felt like it was – I don't know. Towards the end, it was just long and the, the beginning dragged a little bit for me. But at the same time – I don't know what I would cut out because it seems all important information to the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it's, it's just, I don't know. Ever since I like rewatched, I was like, I just don't think a movie really touches this one. I just think it's a perfect movie and I, and I loved it. And you know, no one has been a little bit wishy-washy, you know, the past few films that he's made. Like I, I didn't like, I wasn't over the moon about Dunkirk Tenant was more visually stunning than it was emotionally engaging. Um, and Oppenheimer just felt like it was like the best of Nolan in one film. And I felt like this is like the movie that he's really been kind of leading up to make. And it just really goes to show you that, you know, you put Nolan in front of any story and he can make it fucking sing. I mean, the fact that he made a movie about Oppenheimer feel like A, a Hollywood blockbuster and B, have it make the money of a Hollywood blockbuster is Ooh. incredible in and of itself. So I applaud him. I applaud this movie. It's fantastic. One of the biggest gambles of the year, too, and it's one of those that but it just it shows his power at this point. The guy can fucking yeah. give him a blank check, man. He'll fucking make anything successful. Yeah, I mean, as long as there are people to go to the theaters for and see it. I mean, like, I mean, Tenant was what it was, but I just think also the word of mouth on that was just meh. But I mean, I mean. I mean, you, 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 you wax poetic about it already, Tom. <laughs> it's my number one as well, too. Oppenheimer Shocker. with a bullet. I figured. But, but, but honestly, just even going forward on you it as well. You can do some well, slam poetry. That might, might, <laughs> that might make it fun. poetry. <laughs> Julia, Rob, her. <laughs> Julia, Rob. Runaway, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, just, just. I mean, going on even what you're talking about as well, making the movie 
that digestible as well. And with so many historical references and so many just um, scientific, scientific jargon and stuff like that and making it palpable for an audience where it's like, oh, we're, we're harvesting plutonium. How do we know how much plutonium we have? We got to fill this little tank and every marble is a drop towards it. And I'm like, that is brilliant. That is brilliant to get it visually across. This is exactly what we need. But also just how every scene just melds into one another in the way that sort of memory does. It's it's only something that Nolan could have come up with and that Nolan could have executed at this point in his career. And I mean, we're also not even talking about all I mean some of the some of the some of the supporting actresses as well. I mean, like Emily Bluntism is fantastic yep. in the movie as well. I think Florence Pugh for the amount of time that she's in it as well, really, really kind of hammers home certain aspects. I mean, I also even love uh, Olivia Thorberry's um, uh, role in the movie as well as, as, uh, as, as one of the scientists. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just such a strong movie altogether. And even Killian Murphy's portrayal is, you know, it's, 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 it's haunting in the very last moment and you feel the mm. consequence of everything that has happened and the confluence of events. And you really truly feel that this is something that's like, wow, did I doom the world by doing this? And it's yeah. one of those that it leaves you with so many more, not questions, but, but thoughts as to like, you know, what humanity is and, and how, how we sort of just, are still kind of in the same place 40 or 50 years later from when this has all happened. And mm -hmm. it's, it's such a great movie, such a great movie. And also we haven't even talked about it, but the, the IMAX sequences as well, oh, too. This dude. is, I mean, I mean, it, it was hilarious because as soon as he texted me, he's like, dude, I just went to go see it in 70 millimeter. And I want, I wanted to be like, Oh, 70 millimeter. Tell me mm -hmm. more about it. Do you, what, what, tell me what you love about 70 millimeter IMAX. Cause I could just hear Jadoy in the background. Just be like, Oh, 35 millimeter, 70 millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tom, Tom, Tom's speaking my language right now, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, in that for honestly, it was one of the best movie experiences of my life. Seeing that in IMAX seventy millimeter, it was just unreal, just absolutely unreal. So, oh yeah, and just, no, and just also just yeah. <laughs> but Do you guys also, remember I was in the second row in a fucking IMAX showing to see this movie? It was like. I had such a fucking headache from this. Yeah, movie. I can only imagine. Jesus. Yeah. So I don't even know why they sell those seats, honestly. I like, know. It's... Take out the fucking front rows. What? I can't even see anything. I can see some, someone's eyeball. That's yeah. it. That's, that, that, that's truly what I miss about the Arclight cinemas because they never had that problem. Even the front front row was a decent seat. It was like, oh, I would I would be okay paying for a seat all the way over in the front row in Arclight cinema. But – just I don't know. Just just certain theaters are just very just like oh we got to fit everybody in. They they'll they'll pay to see it. What no matter what seat we put them in, and it's like no, you're, you're kind of hurting yourself at this point now by putting them there. But yeah, I'm sorry about that, Nancy. No, that's I, I after hearing that front row in an IMAX, I fully see why this movie's number five for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll have to rewatch it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, I'm curious to see what you think after you rewatch it. But mm -hmm. before we close out this episode, I feel like it's it's natural to ask for 2024. What is your most anticipated movie as of now? Obviously, there are movies that we don't even know about yet that aren't even on our radar. Yeah. But of the movies we do know about that are coming out that we are aware of, 
what is your most anticipated movie of 2024? Nancy looks like she's got to think Ooh. about it a little bit. Andres, yeah. I feel like I already know what yours is. Give me is, like so a list. Give me a list. Nope, I'm not going to do that. I'll let you go first. <laughs> yeah, I'll just see if I yeah. agree with one of you guys. Okay. Oops. All right. That's an interesting strategy. We'll see if it pays <laughs> off for a cotton. Mm-hmm. There we go. Awkward just silence. Just, <laughs> no, I was like, just no, say the you, movie I think you, you're going to say. Yeah, you are you have to say it. Okay, I'll just say mine. Yeah, Dude, part two, baby. Yep. Dude, part saying. two. Ow. Yep. I mean, that's mine as well. I mean, I'm beyond excited for that movie. Yeah. So, so we're not helping Nancy on this out. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, bro. I will like, say I rewatched Dune and I liked it a lot more than I did the first time. And I did like it the first time. And I liked it more. However, HBO Max has got their shit together because, dear Lord, the sound is like booming. And then I'm like, what are you saying? I can't fucking hear anything. It's ridiculous. That's streaming for you. Yeah, it's yeah. bonkers. But, uh, but 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 if I was to throw another one there for you, Nancy, uh Deadpool three absolutely is in my is in my most anticipated. Yeah, for she's the not year. about that life. Yeah. I feel like I'd be more excited for Dune Two than Deadpool Three. I am more excited for Dune Two than Deadpool Three. No, I'm talking about <laughs> me. I'm saying I am more excited for Dune Two than Deadpool Three. I mean there there's also go. Furiosa, so I was gonna say Furiosa's also up there. Mm-hmm. Furiosa. We also got Joker Fale Adieu. Oh, that's true. And that's going to be at the end of the year. That is going to be. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna say that's my most anticipated, but not most excited. If that makes sense. Like, I just want to see what the fuck this movie's going to be. There's <laughs> so much. Like, I don't know. Musical Lady Gaga <laughs> Joker just sounds so fucking weird. So. My, I, I, it's almost like I need to see what the fuck this is. Mm-hmm. All right, it sounds so, so strange. I, 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 I can't wait to see how Warner Brothers hides the fact that it's a musical in the marketing of this. No, there's it's no just, way. It's just, it's just, it just there, feels like they've done that for all their movies this year. They're trying to hide Color Purple as a purple. musical. They hid uh, Wonka was a musical. Okay. Like, I didn't know Wonka was a musical at all until someone posted it, and I was like, what? Like, is that kind of oh, yeah. like, weird? But is Why it like musical that? musical or is it like the originals where there's like a song in there mm-hmm. or is it like Who a knows, straight up man? Musical? But I feel like for this one, they're definitely not going to. I can't imagine that they're going to sell like the musical part of it. Yeah. I, I, I think I think for this one, they can absolutely sell it. It's a musical because they are selling the fact that this is a Joker sequel. And that has Lady Gaga. We yeah. can actually sing. Lady Gaga is Harley Quinn as well. That That is more than worth the price of Mission Night right there. But yeah. I wonder if it's going to be like uh, the Hunger Games. One of the comments I saw was like, Hunger Games, the musical episode. And I wonder <laughs> if like that's what the Joker is going to feel like. It's like, this is the musical episode of Joker that we're getting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll, fi- we'll, fi- we'll find out next mm-hmm. fall. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that is our last episode of 2023. Thank you for tuning into another year of our wild shenanigans. We appreciate it. Whether you watched our episodes or listened to them or did both because you're wild, uh, we appreciate it. And of course, let us know in the comments below what you thought of the trailers for If Kung Fu Panda 4 and Civil War. And of course, what's your top five yeah. of 2023? And beyond that, what's your most anticipated movie or movies of 2024? Let Name us know. them all. Uh, yeah, exactly. Name them all. <laughs> Name them all. Name them all. 
Uh, let us know in the comments. We always love reading those comments. And again, thank you so much for tuning in this year. We got plenty more in store for 2024. Hope you stick around. Hope you stick with us. Uh, plenty more fun to be had. So thank you for tuning into another brand new episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. See you I mean, in 2024. Not gonna do plugs. We should, probably should do socials. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I mean, I feel like <laughs> it's not. It's not an episode unless unless we do the plugs. We got to do the plugs. All right. You know what, Nancy? Since you're so eager, <laughs> I'm just saying you threw me off my rhythm. You know, it's like it was just so funny. I was wrapping OCD. up, and Nancy was like. <laughs> my ocd is kicking in all I right nancy the let the people way. know where they can find you on the interwebs okay at pl underscore band-aid on twitter and instagram and okay what are you fucking mouthing <laughs> her just script like, do it. i know she's just doing it for me you're like the fucking episodes. proud you're like the proud dad in the audience who's mouthing the words along with his daughter yep <laughs> you mean like the dance moves when they're doing like yep. the, the, the she's yeah. growing up <laughs> Okay, Andres, you go now. Okay. You, oh, so you threw him off wow. his game. I love this. You can find me as Galagost on Instagram and Twitter. And you don't even remember <laughs> what you're saying now. <laughs> Everything sounds like a question. I'm Ron Burgundy? Because I was about to say you can find me as PL underscore. And I'm like, that's not me. <laughs> nope. That's, the vodka is kicking. Oh, my oh God. definitely is. Oh, yeah. This, this was a really strong beverage, so there you go. <laughs> um, you can find me as Galagost on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me as uh, Galagost209 on Twitch. Um, me and my buddy Steve, we just done a retrospective on the 1996 Actioner Executive Decision, and that should be releasing on the High Voltage Media Network uh, hopefully within a couple of weeks. So take a look at that, and also you can find me on here. There you go. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Chattelbash and Facebook and YouTube at Chattelbash Reviews. You can also find me on Letterboxd. Just search my name. You will find it. Uh, and thank you for tuning in to another brand new episode of Film on Tap. Again, thank you so much for sticking with us. Uh, if you've been watching or listening this year, it means the world to us. And we will see you in 2024 for a brand new episode of Film on Tap where we've got the tap that never runs out. See you in the new year, guys. Bye. Cheers! Bye.